Welcome to None Dare Call It Ordinary, the podcast that digs into the unusual, unorthodox, and downright unsettling beliefs found at the depths of the internet and the heights of paranoia. I'm your host, Dylan, and with me is the latitudinarian, wow. Brent. I'm glad you went with latitude, not longitude. I yeah, no. never want to be associated with that shit. No, absolutely, because a latitudinarian is someone who is unwilling to accept authority or dogma, yeah. especially in religion. Where a longitudinarian is the opposite. They're obsessed with dogma and they'll just, they'll believe anything you tell them. Okay, thanks. I learned something new today. That's the definition I just made up. So what's, what's on the agenda today, Dylan? What are we talking about? Well, today we are talking about a more recent thought leader, uh, I I will call him. Uh, And his name is James W. Lee. And he wrote a book called The One World Tartarians. The greatest civilization ever to be erased from history, because, of course, there were dozens that were erased from history. This one just happens to be the best. (laughs) And this is part of a series about a place known as Tartaria or the Great Tartaria, the Kingdom of Tartaria, a Atlantis slash Lemuria type place. Mm -hmm. It was a great, super powerful civilization. And it was erased from the history books. What's more interesting about Tartaria is that this isn't something that happened thousands of years ago. This is something that happened literally 200 years ago. God, just somehow the New World Order, the Illuminati, whoever were able to just wipe this out of our collective memories. I mean, they must be like men in black. They must have the men in black (laughs) technology to make this work. And then we'll also be touching on an even more intense an unorthodox theory that maybe those mountains we've been looking at aren't mountains after all, but we're going to have to, there's going to be a lot of set dressing before we can even get there. Yeah. So let's start with the real Tartari. And of course this is in quotes, you know, because this is, this is what your baby brained history books will tell you. (laughs) uh, Tartary is. So the area we're talking about is kind of the Siberia area, kind of like Central Asia area. That's kind of the the area we're talking about here. And Europeans, they didn't know jack shit about this area. And there was a group called the the Tatars uh, without an R. That's something to keep in mind here. And this includes folks like Genghis Khan, the Golden Horde, all of these groups. There's a lot of them. And we're going to get into the details about all that. And Europeans were like, okay, we know those dudes. So that must be just the name of their country, right? Uh, And so they just would label the entire area Tartary or Tartaria. And as I've said, there were a group called the Tatars without the R, but they added the R because it reminded people of Tartarus, which is hell in Greek (laughs) mythology. And so they definitely like, we gotta, we gotta make sure you know, these are bad dudes. We're going to add that R in there. Yeah. And for and uh, for all the Criterion film fans out there, which is probably like zero, um, you you may uh, recall that there was like a raid on the movie. It's An- uh, Andre Tarkovsky's uh, masterpiece, in my opinion. Andre Rublev. Remember we watched that Dylan, when you came yes, and visited? In good absolutely. Times? Yeah. So they tear they tear into a church, kill everyone, burn all of Andre's wooden art pieces and religious paintings, and it's obviously a comedy, but yeah. Um yeah, no, it's a really that's great movie. what I that's what Brent and I do to relax. Yes. You know, we uh, we learn about the great Tartaria, we learn about Alex Jones, and then we go and watch uh, Tarkovsky <laughs> movies. It's it's a great it's a great time. It is nice. So that's the official story. 
There were a group of people, the Tatars, they had various sized kingdoms. Genghis Khan had a kingdom at one point bigger than the Roman Empire. So definitely very successful. And the Europeans of the 19th, 17th century just slapped the name Tartary on this whole place. That's the, you know, the official history. But really, as we said up front, Tartaria is a hidden empire erased from maps by the 19th century. There are debates about when this happened, but up to the 19th century. So it could have very well happened in the 1800s when Mm. this erasure happened. By looking at maps before the 19th century, we can discover the truth about the history that is being hidden from us. For example, a 1652 map shows this entire area just described highlighted in yellow. Thus, the only explanation was that it was a unified empire. Obviously, whenever an area is one color on a map, it's one unified country. Only explanation. That's That's map 101 right there. Map 101. This map even offers proof that Tartaria had control of North America since North America was also highlighted in yellow. Again, only explanation. And by this logic, this map shows us that Europe was a unified empire and it had control of all of South America because they're both highlighted in red. And wait a minute. Actually, wait a minute. Wait a minute. I just had a download process. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Already. I'm sick of this Tartarian nationalism here. I'm an American. So maybe there was a unified North American empire. Oh, yeah. and we had control of Tartaria. Yep. Who's to say it's not the other way around? Right. But there is, I mean, the you know, this all sounds reasonable so far, but there is one slight problem is that uh, Tartaria is labeled on the map, but it's teeny, teeny, tiny, where the much bigger label for that section is just Asia. So you would wonder why they would call the big thing Asia if it's supposed to be a unified Tartarian Empire. Well, you only have to accept that if you adhere to the tyranny of map identification, which that's I do true. not. Yeah, so. that's that's true. I mean, you know, this is this is why we need the help of these great scholars and researchers to kind of help, help us fight see. against big map. You know, yeah, big map. Uh, and this map is actually also physically very large. So that <laughs> makes sense, too. But not only did Tartaria have a place on the map, it had its own flag. Ooh. And there are two common Tartarian flags uh, both have a yellow background. One has an owl and the other has a griffin on it and uh, much cooler. Uh, owls are neat, but I mean, a griffin, you can't go wrong there. And so what you'll see is an illustration of the flags of the world and like, aha, there's a Tartarian flag. But these flag depictions also include flags for, for example, China, mm. which was supposed to be part <laughs> of Tartaria. I mean, this is another it's- thing that we're going to see where we'll use different sources to show that Tartaria was a place, but they actually are not consistent with each other. uh, (laughs) If we interpret them the way they suggest also these kind of flag pictures, these uh, this collection of, of flags of the world, they include flags that we know didn't exist. So for example, there's one that includes Jerusalem and Arabia. Uh And these are flags that would not have been current at the time. And also there's an official flag for pirates, which was really fun. I didn't expect to see just pirate like the country of pirates, Dan, uh, on there. Hmm. So in short, basically a lot of make them up was happening in the 17th century here. (laughs) So is the pirate flag um, just like the typical black and white flag with the skull and crossbones? Yeah, absolutely. That is official. I mean, that is the 17th century. They learned that from Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean ride. And I think that's 
the way it was. Yeah. And I mean, as accurately depicted in the Knights uh, or the uh, the Pirates of the Caribbean film series, mm. Johnny Depp's character was originally a Tartarian. Oh, but you know, nice. they, don't, they don't talk about that. That was much. part 36. I think that was that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So 36 out of 81. I think they're at now each four hours long. Maybe you don't believe these 17th century yahoos, but would you believe the CIA? Yes. Because the CIA in the 20th century admits Tartaria was a real country, quote, or let us take the matter of history, which, along with religion, language and literature, constitute the core of a people's cultural heritage. Here again, the communists have interfered in a shameless manner. For example, on 9th of August, 1944, the Central Committee of the Communist Party, sitting in Moscow, issued a directive ordering the party's Tartar Provincial Committee to proceed to a scientific revision of the history of Tartaria mm -hmm. to liquidate serious shortcomings and mistakes of a nationalistic character committed by individual writers and historians in dealing with Tartar history. Proof positive yep. that Tartaria was a giant world spanning empire. Exactly. Clear as day. But enough about maps and the CIA and such. We can also consult encyclopedias. And for all you whippersnappers out there, who have the internet and the TikToks and such, people used to just buy giant sets of books to give you generalist knowledge about just about anything. Uh, so instead of going to Wikipedia, you just had like literally like 30 volumes of big old books. And if it's like, I want to learn about Tartaria, you go to the T book and you look it up. Yeah, I think like Wikipedia, but just much heavier, much heavier. Absolutely. Yeah. And instead of Wikipedia begging you for donations, you would have people go door to door yep. selling these things to you. So speaking of Wikipedia, let's look at the current entry for Tartary on Wikipedia. Quote, Tartary, Latin Tartaria, which is why we see the, this distinction or great Tartary. Again, Latin Tartaria Magna, Ooh. which is a great name, was a name used from the Middle Ages until the 20th century to designate the great tract of northern and central Asia stretching from the Caspian Sea and the Ural Mountains to the Pacific Ocean, settled mostly by Turco-Mongol peoples after the Mongol invasion and the subsequent Turkic migrations. Now, so far, this is in line with all the lies we've been taught. But what were encyclopedias saying about the same area in the 18th century? We don't have to speculate, but we can instead take a look at the Encyclopedia Britannica from 1771. Quote, Tartary, a vast country. Oh, my God. In the northern parts of Asia, bounded by Siberia on the north and west. This is called Great Tartary. The Tartars who lie south of Muscovy in Siberia are those of Astrakhan, Circassia and Dagestan situated northwest of the Caspian Sea. The Kalmyk Tartars, who lie between Siberia and the Caspian Sea, the Uzbek Tartars and Mughals, who lie north of Persia and India, and lastly, those of Tibet, who lie northwest of China. In other words, Tartary was not a tract. It was a country. Case closed. Case closed, but we have more. Oh. Another giveaway are the differences in the depiction of Tartarian leaders. Folks like Genghis Khan um, or Tamerlane, or I guess I should say Genghis Khan uh, is apparently more accurate. I don't know if that's true, but Dan Carlin says it. So it's got to be right. Oh, it's got to be then. More recent paintings of these figures present them with, I don't know how else to say it, stereotypically Asian features. Mm -hmm. uh, but if we go back to the 15th through the 18th centuries, paintings and statues of Genghis Khan, Genghis Khan, 
and company make them look no different than other European monarchs. They just look like white dudes. I think it's pronounced Genghis Khan. (laughs) (laughs) Are you a Genghis Khan or a Genghis Can't? (laughs) The website Stolen History, where this initial kind of introduction comes from, speculates that Tataria was a multi-ethnic and multicultural society because older depictions of Genghis Khan, Tamerlane, etc. look like ordinary white dudes in other medieval paintings. Mm. One example they present of a, quote, more Asian-looking Genghis Khan appears to be a retouch or remix of a depiction of the Khan from a book of Yuan emperors. That book is dated to the very recent year of, um, uh, let me see here, oh, the 14th century. Oh. Uh, so uh, that's a that's a bit of a problem. Uh, <laughs> so uh, maybe, uh, maybe their explanation <laughs> doesn't work so well. But we have another case here. Another example stolen history presents are Turkish busts of various rulers such as Batu Khan. Stolen history notes the dates on the busts are, quote, super bizarre and wonders if the Turks know something we non-Turks don't. Mm. Now, I looked at these busts and the only thing I could find that is bizarre is the dates, uh, specifically their length. Mm. So we have a bust of Batu Khan. And it says 1227 to 1502, you know, like this is the Old Testament or something And we got, you know, these folks living for hundreds of years. What stolen history doesn't know is that between the name and the date are the words Alta Nordu Devleti. This translates to Golden Horde, which was the empire ruled by Batu Khan. The dates signify the death of Genghis Khan when Batu took over and the sacking of Sarai, which was the Horde's last stronghold. In 1502. So as far as I could tell, they're just dates of the empire and not the person. Okay. So that is the basic. That's kind of the basic gist. There's this place called Tartaria. It's kind of like an Atlantis place where it's lost to history. Various explanations for why that is and how that happened. We can look at evidence by comparing what we have now to encyclopedias and maps and flag depictions from the olden times. But we have a few more adjacent type kind of claims because it it gets better. Good. So consider the Napoleonic Wars, specifically the Russian campaign. You probably imagine that Napoleon was fighting a war against Tsar Alexander I and that he failed miserably to capture Moscow. That's kind of the typical story. You know, Napoleon tried it. Hitler tried it, etc. But that is only partly right, because according to stolen history, Napoleon was trying to capture Moscow, but in alliance with Tsar Alexander I, because Moscow wasn't Russian territory, but under the control of Tartaria. Wow. The original inside job. Oh, oh, yes. Now, this is a bold claim. So what possible evidence could there be? A 1783 British flag table shows a flag for the Viceroy of Muscovy or Moscow. A viceroy is an official appointed by a king to rule over a territory. The official history would have you believe that Tsar Alexander was the appointer. But why then is the flag for the viceroy of Muscovy ahead of the flag for the Tsar of Muscovy on the table? That doesn't make a whole lot of sense. The only explanation only is that the viceroy was in a higher position than the Tsar and was in fact appointed by the ruler of Tartaria. 
you just have to ignore the fact that Tartaria is also on the flag table and is all the way at the bottom. As, as long as you just ignore that. You have to click on Seymour and then you you'll see You have it. to click on Seymour. Exactly. Just don't actually. No, don't. Don't click don't. on Seymour. Never. And then this argument makes perfect sense. Now, probably the biggest discussion of this of all is the architecture issue and this is anytime you go to websites or social media or what have you that's discussing this their main focus is actually architecture because apparently there is a ton of out of place architecture and the book definitely goes into way more of this but everything from the great wall of china to the pyramids to basically all of non-modern architecture is attributed to Tartaria. And I'm also pretty sure um, Tartarians are responsible for the face on Mars architecture as well. hundred percent. I mean, they had a one world empire. Who's to say they didn't have an intergalactic empire? Oh, yeah. And we get into their flying machines later on. Oh, yeah. Like, I looked ahead. Yeah. Also, by the way, the Tartarians built the Great Wall of Tartaria to keep out the Chinese. It was kind of a reversal there. And going along with what uh, Brent was talking about with the flying machines, Victorian era depictions of futuristic technology, they're not sci-fi drawings. They're actual depictions of real life Tartarian technology. So steampunk is like real then. Yes, like exactly. Steampunk okay. is real. That really that, that's okay. I mean, that's probably the bigger that's bearing the lead here. That's the real thing. <laughs> and lastly, you know, when we get to the most extreme views, uh, Tartarians were giants, oh, uh, kind oh. of like a nine or ten <laughs> meters tall. Uh, or nine or ten feet tall, excuse me. And Tartaria might have been connected to uh, Lemuria or Mu. And in case, because Atlantis, I feel, is more common. Lemuria was a apparent lost civilization that was on a landmass between Africa and India. Hmm. Um, and it was actually part of a legitimate scientific explanation for why there were lemurs on the Indian coast and the African coast. Hmm. Uh, before we knew about continental drift, some dude, I can't remember his name, speculated that there was this original land bridge and he called it Lemuria because it was based on lemurs. But that's we're going to dig more into all that. We just yeah, want to get into what's more real. Yeah, we need to get into what's more real. So Brent has more information about this incredible book, The One World Tartarians. The greatest civilization ever to be erased from history. Okay, so now on to the introduction. Just kidding. The intro deduction is what ah. he calls it. So intro space deduction. Still not sure what it means, but okay. So one would think that by calling this the intro deduction, this would be a brief intro. And then on to chapter one. Well, no, you'd be wrong because mm -hmm. it's 12 pages long. Quite the deduction. <laughs> so he begins with some very confusing phrasing, quote, once upon a time, there was a highly advanced civilization today known as Great Tartaria. Yeah, generally deductions don't start with once upon a time. <laughs> very, very unorthodox deduction start. The Tartarian civilization, quote, dominated technologies more advanced than the present ones. So I like this phrase. They dominated technologies. Yeah. I imagine they have like a whip, like the, <laughs> the, the server, and they're like whipping it, like dominating into submission. Work, damn you, work. So the Tartarians had more advanced concrete technology, just so you guys know. It was a geopolymer concrete that lasted forever and only grew stronger with time. Excellent. Good concrete. You know, it contributes to global warming. That's right. It's all about the architecture, as Dylan brought up. 
it was just much more superior than today's. Let's just be honest. On every continent, the Tartarians erected, quote, gigantic iron and glass structures surmounted by domes and metal needles. I would have used some of that advanced concrete yep. geopolymer stuff they have. Yeah, it lasts uh, forever. Instead of just iron and glass. Are you kidding me? Right. And the Tartarians were socialist because they, uh, quote, distributed free <laughs> atmospheric energy to everyone. Uh, so yeah, here we go. So this is very interesting because normally the New World Order folks like the Alex Jones types are very right wing. Mm -hmm. Um, So this is interesting. It sounds like maybe he's into the socialism. Yeah. He thinks this is a good thing. Spread it. Spread the wealth. So I think it's best to just let the proponent of the Tartarian socialist agenda speak for itself. Quote, you could travel by boat, car or plane for free by simply accessing nature's magnetical energy that is omnipresent and we have not been allowed this free energy to all due to our capitalist capitalizing system of greed and domination by those in power even if this to this day so for over a hundred years we have been denied a benevolent system of free energy to all Mr. Tesla, mm. if he even existed, Ooh. was a front man to hide the Tartarian free energy devices you will see detailed extensively in this book. So I've I've heard of the Jesus, you know, mythicists, people that, you know, believe maybe Jesus didn't exist or something mm-hmm. or, yeah. you know, like legend kind of thing, but never the Tesla mythicist. Same. That's a, a strange one. Someone should really tell Elon Musk because that's going to put a damper on things. Again, you know, this is another interesting uh, divergence because there is I have on the agenda, but I have not watched there. It's like eight hour documentary on on this topic for the more extreme end of the views. And they're very much into our friend Nikola Tesla. Mm. And it sounds like Lee here is not a fan. All right. So unfortunately, the New World Order was obsessed with old technology, though, and replaced all this free energy with, quote, cables and wires to distribute energy and make handsome profits. So you're telling me the New World Order, they're just nostalgic hipsters yeah. who are trying to bring back <laughs> typewriters. Just vintage and, technology. Like, yeah. And vinyl. This is, this is the most believable part of this whole thing. So Lee points out that fake history has labeled ancient architecture as Moorish revival or Marquesque and Islamic and also colonial, medieval, neoclassical, Baroque, Romanesque, Gothic, Beaux Arts, Eclectic, Tudor, Renaissance, Palladian, and Richardsonian Romanesque, obviously, Chicago school or Victorian. Yeah, that's all one folks. This is all Tartarian. (laughs) This is all a ruse, people. These are all the same thing. These fake history guys have done so much to disguise the, quote, old and true function of its columns, arched openings, pinnacles, rose windows, naves ornamented with iron columns, towers and domes. In addition to having cut the ends of the pinnacles in the photographs or add crosses that did not exist before. Oh, interesting. It's it's like the religious ripoff of Portlandia. Put a cross on it. Put a cross on it. Exactly. (laughs) This is also the opposite of what Nintendo did in the 90s where they took the crosses out of everything. No one was allowed to drink a Nintendo game and no one was allowed to be a Christian (laughs) in a Nintendo game. Very strange. (laughs) Unless you Um, use the game genie and then you could put it back. Oh yeah, that's that's why it exists. Also, quote, his story tells us that the first power stations were first established in Cairo, Egypt 
in 876, according to Wikipedia. In Tartaria, the power stations were apparently organ-based instead of coal-based since they had pipe organs to harmonize and heal the population through sound waves. Oh, at first I thought this was going to be like an adrenochrome situation where they were just harvesting the organs of children. Yeah, no, this is like church organs. So keep in mind that all those churches or cathedrals you drive past when you're out and about in your neighborhood quote, all share similar design patterns that were designed with sacred acoustic geometry to maximize vibration, tone, and resonance to heal and help download higher consciousness. You know, acoustic geometry is all fine and good in regards to personal vibration maximization, though I personally prefer trigonometric aromacology. It's just more rewarding for me. Yeah, um, it's it's interesting that you bring that up. I've been using a lot of incense. Yeah, uh, because in my office is where the cats shit. And so (laughs) um, any kind of aromacology will be helpful. And when you look at the incense, you put the stick in, it forms a triangle. Ooh! So boom, that is that is trigonometric aromacology. Nice. Is using incense. Lee continues, quote, after the great purge of the Tartarians, the religious orders spearheaded by the Romanovs reconstructed these amazing structures into Presbyterian, Catholic, Anglican, Mormon synagogue, mosque temples, etc. So, <laughs> that's exactly what happened. Yep. I think that's true. So in contrast, the benevolent Tartarians, part of the old world order, had a saying, what you take back from nature, you give back more. Bunch of hippies. Uh, yeah, right, so, uh, ate them already. Unfortunately, Lee is forced to admit that the Tartarians co- colluded with terrorists, saying, "Quote: Their nature slash nurtures was based on ISIS." <gasps> oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's that's the moon goddess ISIS. Oh, Apologies. Oh, Always get it mixed oh, up. Oh, just as bad. So Lee points out that we can only conclude then that since the Tartarians had similar building styles all over the world, that they all must have spoken the same language, obviously. And by one language, he means two languages. Okay. Just Tartar, Arabic, and Sanskrit. Yeah, Tartar and Arabic, exactly the same. Exact same thing. Also, they had healing centers for animals and had passive relations with all life. You most definitely don't want active relations with all life. It's called personal space, people. It's respected. Yeah, I mean, that's what's funny is if there's one group of folks who do not have passive passive relations with all life, it's cats. <laughs> Bishop Lewis has a very active relation yes. uh, with us. He will not let us read. Um, also, you know, we have healing centers for animals. That's not very impressive. No, nah, not at all. I just took my cats to the vet. Right. It's called a vet or animal hospital. Pathetic. I'm sure we'll all go into this a little bit more later in the book, but Lee does mention that the Tartarian flag was a griffin, which actually mm-hmm. Dylan mentioned earlier. Yep. Um, which he says was a real animal. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, duh, he was. He's a beloved cat that we had. That yeah, we missed him. Poor but, baby. Yeah, that's that's the real griffin. So. Yeah. So it wasn't just the griffin that was a real animal. Quote, there also existed centaurs, flying turtles, huh. and unicorns. Hmm. I, I love how Lee points out that the Rockefellers and the Rothschilds made up all this absurd idea called evolution. Yet unicorns and Mario Brothers turtles <laughs> with wings are real, guys. Let's, uh, I didn't even make the Mario connection <laughs> to the flying turtles. Um, also, n- second Nintendo reference. Yeah, uh, excellent. Uh, you know how I know unicorns are real? It's the national 
Annabelle of Scotland. Oh, so okay. I thought they, they would have been be Loch Ness. Real. That's interesting. Well, okay. they want to, I think they want to get away from that association as much as possible. No, the Nessie Alliance. Yeah. There aren't people going to Scotland looking for unicorns. Okay. Remember back when I told you that Tartarians had much superior technology powered by free atmospheric energy that gained its source from pure love and benevolence, guys? Well, unfortunately, that free love energy was used against them. Oh, yeah. And I'll quote this directly. They then we can only surmise that the entire Tartarian people were destroyed when the NWO learned how to use the Tartary technology and use it to destroy the entire culture and erase their existence from modern history books of today. If you look carefully at the photos and images of this book, you will see these massive buildings that would mean there were hundreds of millions, maybe even tens of billions of Tartarians that were eliminated when the healing technology was used to destroy. You can look carefully at all the photos and images you like in this book. Just don't look too carefully at the words of this book. Mm, uh, I'm having a hard time reading this. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, very, very difficult. (laughs) Very hard to read. I also I have to say, so Tartaria is supposed to be this great, super duper advanced civilization. Very lax security. Yeah, I feel for such destructive technology. You know, (laughs) say what you want about our technology. No one's just waltzing in to the Pentagon and then blowing everyone up with nuclear weapons. That isn't happening. So we discover here that lots of Tartarian bones are apparently buried under many cities across the globe. Oh, I'm sorry. I meant to say across the flat earth. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Sorry to trigger you guys. Yeah, it's fine. Also, quote, the new world order we see unfolding today likely genocided the Tartars under the spiritual mind and body control of Lucifer and Satan. Is is Lucifer not Satan? Is this like a satanic unholy trinity situation here or something? This this is I'm getting I'm reminded of Our Lady is God. Yeah. Where we had to like, no, it's not the Holy Ghost. It's the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And the mother, the father. And there's a lot of stuff going on. I wonder if that's happening. Yeah. It's a crowded trinity. Let's just say that. Okay, now now we can get into some of the science portion of the book. You you have to excuse me here as lots of technical medical terminology coming up. Well, some of these mind-controlled NWO are called blue bloods due to their blood being of higher copper content than non-RH negative bloodline humans. I don't think that's where that term comes from. <laughs> the RH negative bloodline allows genealogical DNA traits to passed on, whereas any contamination of positive plus bloodlines corrupts the purity of the bloodlines. Most are not even aware that all U.S. presidents have negative blood and their lineage can be traced back to King Charles II of the 17th century and Vladimir the Impaler, a.k.a. the original Dracula. Wow. So that is negative blood. Spooky. And now for something completely different, something I didn't expect. The connection between the NWO and Wikipedia. Ooh. Quote, throughout the world, invading forces that defeated Tartaria appropriated their palaces and red power stations and turned them into universities, museums, theaters, banks, and prefectures, chambers of commerce, stock exchange, churches, high school, courts, banks, post offices, libraries, opera theaters, biomedical research institutes, casinos, woohoo, and tourist attractions, woohoo, 
as well as cathedrals, synagogues, and churches, and rewrote their history chronicled in the collective dot, dot, dot Wikipedia. Oh. There it is. Oh, 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 man. Yeah. Remember back when I told you guys that I told you before that the Tartarians had much superior technology powered by free atmospheric energy? I again remember you telling me if we remembered that. Yeah, well, scratch that because it wasn't architecture based on free atmospheric energy, but rather architecture focused on the extraction of magnacritical energy. So not a word. I'm, 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 I'm not really sure what that means, honestly. And, and, and yeah. if it's typed as critical of magnets, I guess. I don't know. Mm. Some sort of basic juggalo energy. It's very confusing. No one knows how magnets work. So. All right, continuing on with the incoherent ramblings. So Great Tartary was then split up into the Ottoman Empire, the Ross Empire, and the Byzantine Empire, and so on. Quote, these changes were then archived into the likes of throne rooms of the Grand Kremlin Palace in Moscow, the National Archives of Britain, and in the Library of Congress in Washington. Like all perfect ancient civilizations, the Tartarians had kick-ass clocks and timekeeping techniques, man. But unfortunately, the NWO parasites, that's Lee's words, not mine. I love the NWO. I just want to make that very, very clear on this podcast. Yep. Don't come after me. All right. Um, So they destroyed the perfect geocentric clocks with their evil, dumb heliocentric Uh, clocks. So that's disgusting. So you know the Tartarians were geniuses because they used terms like computus when operating one of these quote complex calculating machines (laughs) ancient computers so lee wants us very much to know that tartaria was the entire world so don't forget that wow okay another full lengthy quote of goodness that just got to be done if i can get through it the architecture for electromagnetic energy extraction derives entirely from the high civilization Tartar Aryan. Oh. <laughs> it is character. Oh boy, it is characterized by the use of arch openings, columns, domes, and towers. In addition to details such as rose windows and macornas, symbols of the vibration of electromagnetic energy, which acts on molecules and changes the behavior of cells. Formerly, these waves could act in healing, levitation, and transport, besides provoking feelings like harmony and euphoria. This energy can now be used in another way. And what other way is that, you guys might want to know? Mm-hmm. Well, Lee, Lee doesn't tell us, so who Oh, man. Yeah, that's a shame. Yeah. So there was something else called star forts, which I think we do actually, I, I looked ahead a little bit, and I think we start talking about the star forts in like chapter, like, I don't know, 20 or something. So what the fuck are these star forts? Leave. Further clarifies, um, quote, look at some old depictions of star forts that were surrounded by walls of mud and remain mostly undamaged. Imagine a society that created free energy with the classical arts and our jobs were musical in nature. Oh. Just think of the, the money Spotify can make if everyone was a musician. That's uh, <laughs> uh I love it. Great. This was detailed in Tesla's three dimensional shell is created by interfering two Fourier expansion three-dimensional scalar hemispherical patterns in space so they pair couple into a dome-like shell of intense ordinary electromagnetic energy the air molecules and atoms in the shell are totally ionized and thus highly excited giving off intense glowing life so dylan i think i think you really you can really relate to this next part um as it uh has to do with one of your jobs in the past if if you remember quote anything physical which hits the shell 
receives an enormous discharge of electrical energy and is instantly vaporized. It goes poofed. It's a direct quote. Like a bug hitting one of the electrical bug killers now so much in vogue. So much in vogue. This is 2017, if you guys remember. It was crazy. So basically some super soothing magical sounds were made, which, quote, made plants, humans, and animals grow larger and maintained a temperate climate. So I wonder if this is what made the giants. Oh, that makes sense. You know what? Maybe. Okay, so I think we we finally get a definition here. Okay, so all cities located at strategic points on Earth along canals, rivers, seas, lakes, and oceans were star fortress and had electromagnetic energy extracted from the ether. Mm. That helps clarify us so much. Yep. The Tartarians were very energy efficient, unlike us in the New World Orderers, all these people today. It was, quote, captured through towers and obelisks and stored in the red and white striped power stations of the high civilization lately called Great Tartaria. So so maybe like barbershop poles of, yeah. of batteries, barbershop pole batteries. Wow. Also, I feel they don't need to be energy efficient. I mean, basically their power source is, as far as I could tell, good vibes. Yeah. Uh, and so yeah. I feel waste, waste away. But more specifically, it was stored in toroid coils oh at the power God. plant summits covered with copper positioned below the towers. I could have sworn I would have bet a lot of money that I would never have to hear the word toroid again. I know. Me and too. Yet here we are. Yeah. I just wanted to look at some maps. Yeah. And this has become a physics lesson. Unfortunately, there was even big government back in the utopian days of the old world order because it was the star fortress that coordinated the distribution of water, gas and electromagnetic energy throughout the earth ran the world food and transport system, was responsible for all communications, health, education, culture, and well-being. Now, wait a minute. Why do they need gas? (laughs) Good point. They're still using fossil fuels? Yeah, that's not good. I thought they had good vibe dome architecture machines. I don't know. That doesn't sound right. That seems, I don't know if I can believe that. It doesn't sound right at all. So it sounded like the perfect life, but, you know, who wouldn't want to live surrounded by all these underground tunnels, magnificent communicating vessels with platforms and palaces and interconnecting all the cities around the world running in disruption? That's a direct quote. (laughs) Running in disruption. Running in disruption. In these tunnels were apparently billions of humans as well as, quote, luggage Objects and correspondence. <laughs> Just objects. Luggages does not. It's not covered under objects. No, absolutely not. No. God, how many correspondence? You know, you know, they were still losing luggage in Great Tartaria. <laughs> yeah. You know, and just like God, I went from the San Francisco tube, yeah. all the way to the Oklahoma City tube, yeah. And where is my luggage? Oh, your luggage got <laughs> tubed to Nome, Alaska. Sorry, it'll be here in three months. So this this was all underground, um, just so you know. But above ground, Tartaria was bursting with, quote, well-planned cities, magnificent buildings, huge parks, power plants, music, culture, art. And power plants just means concert halls, basically. Yeah, yeah. With the big organs. Yep, exactly. So in the days of ancient Tartaria, airships littered the sky. But unfortunately, this world is lost to us. Um, we, we are only left with the traces found, quote, in yellowed photographs 
and the contemplation of buildings whose architecture seems incomprehensible by today's standards of understanding modern civilization. Great Tartaria had no colonies. It was a one-world civilization united in common understanding. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm sure it was. For for people that seem to you know to really despise the whole New World Order, one world government, they sure are big fans of one world governments. It's yeah, kind of like, it's it's interesting. It's like, look, the problem isn't the world order. Yeah. The problem is the new. Right. It's the new part. After more obsession with old world governments, we finally see why Lee uses the word history. Okay, here oh, we go. Instead of history, cool. here it is. Quote, a one world civilization without frontiers, with independent nations ruled by qualified princes, elected by a local council of wise men, but counseled by women. I'm going to say that's not good enough. (laughs) Um, I I think they should be electing some of these qualified princes as well. Right, right. Nations ruled by princes is totally acceptable, obviously. But you know what's most certainly not acceptable, guys? colonies Mm-mm, no no way because quote colonies were an invention of the british jesuit empire which defeated this once beautiful civilization enslaved their white and black people addicted them to opium and other drugs turned the fragile nations into colonies to rob and destroy it and erased all the worldwide white cities white cities okay i like i like how lee started off fully inclusively there with equal opportunity enslavement of black and white people, but then crash landings with the race, all the world worldwide white cities. Yeah, so I, I was wondering, I was like, does he mean? Because that sounds real on the nose. Yeah. Also, it's always the Jesuits. It's yeah. never the Dominicans or the Franciscans <laughs> who are trying to destroy everything beautiful and good in the world. It's always the Jesuits Poor Jesuits. So after this, the New World Order throughout those damn hippie princes and put their own puppets in power. In every government, they separated children from their parents and indoctrinated them with Rockefeller Rothschild schooling. Obviously, they only offered courses in fake history after this. So that was unfortunate. Yeah. Well, I mean, thankfully, though, thankfully, I was a little worried because like the first the first new syllabus, um, it was actually called fake history 101. Oh, then Rockefeller was like, you know, we shouldn't actually call it fake history. Yeah, we're just going to call it history. So Lee's going to give us some more real history here. The Tartar Aryans are the cradle of civilization as the survivors and descendants of Hyperborea. Hyperboreans were the first inhabitants of the earth. So Hyperboreans were a mythical people that lived in the farthest northern parts of the earth, according to Greek mythology. So So also the earth is flat, though. So there is no northern. So I guess the center part, maybe. Oh, good point. Yeah, yeah. So that would be center. Yeah. What you may not know, though, is that the, quote, Scythian Tartar Aryans are the survivors from Hyperborea. They taught to the world their advanced technologies, always respecting the local culture and religion and promoting interracial alliances through marriages. Man, this is this is some great Tartaria propaganda oh, yeah. <laughs> right here. I'm just going to say it. Uh, this guy, this is PR at this point. <laughs> uh, yeah, I-, I would love to talk to some of these non-colonized peoples and uh-huh. see what their opinion of this whole situation is. Again, I don't want to bog this episode down too much scientific information, but this this is a quote here. The far superior technology of energy extraction through the atmosphere is still accessible all over the world. 
All one has to do is merely look at, quote, castles, buildings, palaces, greenhouses, lighthouses, kiosks, like like red box, uh, fountains, mosques, fortresses, towers and bridges and cathedrals and mosques so, and cathedrals are in quotes. Yes. Um, <laughs> yes. Because they're power plants. So he says we we have all these buildings that mm-hmm. were at one point power stations but now we're pretending they're red box kiosks and churches (laughs) and the it's right there it's accessible why not just do it there are churches that go out of business or not go out of business there are churches that are decommissioned yeah and buy a church and do the energy stuff yeah use it it's there that's what i want to see put your money where your mouth is right let's turn one of these cathedrals on and see what we can make happen exactly So by now, you're probably asking when, 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 when was the Tartarian civilization destroyed, right? We need to know dates here. Um, According to our author, it was most likely between the 19th and 20th century, quote, through floods, energy weapons, do, do stands for direct energy weapons, not to be Mm. confused with Mountain Dew, which was also destroyed a lot of humans, but that's a lot of sugar. Code red. Um, and scheduled mass exterminations. So we learned about this in our last series. It's called the Great Reset. If you remember. Oh, 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 yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, quote, all the architecture and technology of this superior civilization was stolen and passed into the hands of the NWO who created the current ignorant civilization. Hey, man, let's... (laughs) It's a little harsh. Let's calm down with the insults. So as the intro deduction concludes, I was deeply saddened to find out that Lee was very pro wireless 5G technology, just as long as it was, you know, the Tartarians providing it. Quote, think of all the telegraph poles and then telephone poles that had to be strung throughout cities and countries. Yet you will repeatedly see in the cities of Tartary that many communication poles were wireless and installed everywhere as early as 1850s. Wow. Amazing. I'm still, you know, I'm going to create a newer world order where we don't even need the poles. Right. Ignorant Tartarians with your poles. We don't even need those. So in what better way to end this section than with some good old Hitler mythicism? Quote, Britain did not admit the idea that Germany supplanted the British-controlled economy in the colony they had founded under the name of the United States, Virginia Corporation. For this, bankers funded the rise of the Hitler myth, a character represented by several actors, in quotes. Not, I guess they weren't very good actors. Actors. <laughs> yeah, were they? <laughs> they were really bad. <laughs> Among them, Kermit Roosevelt, the second child of Theodore Roosevelt, Cecil, Cecil Rhodes. So, so is Theodore Roosevelt not real either? And he's somebody named Cecil I, Rhodes? I'm assuming. I'm just going to go with most people are not real. Yeah. At this point. I, I didn't know Hitler was fake. So Tesla and Hitler, <laughs> both fake. Either. And Kermit. Yep. Hitler and uh, Tesla, we know, are now fictional characters. And Kermit Roosevelt and Theodore Roosevelt are both actors, but not very good. Yes. Kermit the Frog is real, though. So that's interesting. Oh, okay. Yeah, huh. Lee goes full on SJW feminist. As he longs for the days of the old world order. If only we could, quote, erase what we thought we knew and look at the information and documentation provided in this book for a new understanding of her story. May we one day soon find again the re-member and re-turn back to these 
amazing people called the Tartarians. But I just think this is getting ridiculous. Oh. So this is just oh, God. also, um, you know, what would be more amazing is if women could vote. Yes, uh, I'm going to say that's my main problem so far with Tartaria, <laughs> not letting the women vote uh, right. counseling. That's not enough. So Lee concludes the intro deduction with this. It is said that history is written by the victors and you will find yourself repeating over and over as you pursue this book saying to yourself, wow, I was never taught any of this. (laughs) (laughs) Which is finally something uh, Lee and I can agree on. Yes, 100%. It is what we are not taught is likely the truth of what really happened. That the Tartarian history has been nearly completed, scrubbed from modern history, proves out this point as well as flat earth we've never been to the moon no planes at the twin towers on 9-11 oh wow that's an even that's, <laughs> that's a, quite that, a that is quite an addition there at the end yeah that's one of the more advanced 9-11 uh conspiracies that it was actually missiles or maybe even nothing that it was just a hologram oh uh, yeah no planes yeah think that too um i also like it is what we are not taught is likely the truth of what really happened yeah but there's like a lot of stuff I was not taught, right. so I was not taught that Kermit the Frog was actually the emperor of Japan, right. for example. But she was. Uh, but I don't think that's likely the truth. All right, so I have to do something here. I have to give you guys a full disclosure. This isn't actually the end of the interdeduction. Uh, God, we haven't even gotten to chapter one. All right, so you've probably heard by now uh, about this thing called whataboutism. Oh, yes. Yeah. This, this, this section actually ends with a very long list of, like, literal what-if-isms. And what if... We, we are Thank you for listening to this episode of None Dare Call It Ordinary. If you would also like to hear our weekly bonus episodes, just become a $5 a month patron over at patreon.com slash none dare call it ordinary. That is also where you'll find any blog posts, pictures, and news updates to go along with our regular series. And you don't even have to be a patron to get access to all that fun stuff. You can also reach us by email at nundarecallitordinary at gmail.com. Lastly, we ask for you to please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or wherever your podcasts are served. 